0: Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. Today I am here with the incredible Emma Plummer. Um and we're going to be chatting all things content creation, photography, social assets, and just how to create um, impactful imagery that you can use to market yourselves and your business. So we're going to jump straight into it today and I'm going to get Emma to introduce herself, tell you a little bit about what it is that she does. Um, And yeah, just a little bit about herself. So Emma, um, what would you say or how would you describe your daily routine, what you do, all of that fun stuff.
1: Oh, well, hello. Um, <laughs> firstly, it is so lovely to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. And I should probably preface that um, I do have a friend's dog joining me. So if you hear some weird snorting, <laughs> <I don't laughs> that, is. that is Frankie. Um, oh, good question to kick off with. So... I think ultimately I'm a very creative person and so I'm really excited to have this chat about content because I kind of live and breathe content in a lot of ways, particularly professionally. Um, I'm a photographer and we've worked together a few
0: times. We which have. I've
1: had that privilege, and I also do the content and some operational work for a tech startup called Ella So very much living and breathing content. Um, in terms of my morning routine,
0: yeah, a bit, bit of a rogue question to, just kind of <laughs> to start, but you know we're all um, business owners here, and I think it's it's always nice, I think, to figure out how other people structure their day, what gets you in the flow creatively that you might be doing in your routine, all of that fun stuff.
1: Yeah. And also I think, you know, we're kind of personal development nerds in many ways. So love a morning routine. So my morning routine, it's probably similar to yours. I'd imagine I get up pretty early around five, sometimes a bit earlier, depending on what training I'm doing really I'll get up the classic make your bed throw some cold water on your face um and I'll get out the door and train so that might be in the gym that might be outdoors doing a swim or a run or a cycle um, or some group training and then I will come back home shower get ready throw a meditation in there if I can um eat something, good for me and then start my work day is usually how I how I start.
0: Incredible and I think a good solid morning routine as you said we're all sort of like personal development um, little nerds here and it's so (laughs) pivotal I think to have something whether it's you know five minutes long, an hour long, two hours long, depending on how much time people have in their morning that just sets you up not only for you know a productive day, but I think often when you're either a coach or you're working for someone else or you're a creative and you're running your own business, often you're giving your energy pretty quickly to other people. And so it's really important to just yeah. take that time in the morning as I said, five minutes, an hour, 20 minutes, whatever it ends up being to just sort of give to yourself and set the tone internally for the rest of the day.
1: That is so well articulated. You're completely right. Um, if I don't look after me and fill my cup, I have nothing to give. And I know I have to give so much throughout the day to obviously my own business, but also clients. For you as a trainer, you're constantly giving your energy. So I think rising with a purpose and looking after yourself and moving first really helps me to get through the day with energy yeah
0: perfect and i'm sure as well as a as a creative and this is something that we're going to be talking about a bit today um is you know how you can find that creative spark to create content to create marketing strategies to create you know um and operate your personal brand yeah. um and I'd imagine too, a a big part of having that creativity comes from creating space in your day. And that often starts in the morning or maybe that starts at night, but it's about finding those pockets in the day to create the space for then ideas to actually come in. Um, But today, the reason I suppose for this conversation, as Emma said, um, her and I have worked together twice now um on some amazing content and I think um often as coaches and as trainers we obviously get into the industry because we like exercise Mm. or we know how to train or we want to help people in that way and so our zone of genius is in exercise and in training um and often we don't necessarily think about the other business components that come with running a personal training business. Exactly. And a lot of that is, um, especially these days, going online. And in order to do that, you need to have content and you need to be making content, which I think stumps a lot of people. I know I've definitely had conversations with, you know, co-workers, but also just other people in the industry about mm-hmm. how do you stay up to date on, you know, reels and trends but also just like having nice imagery and what do you do once you've got imagery how do you make that work and stretch that out and so that's sort of what our conversation is going to be about today um but I suppose how long have you been in the photography business when did you start
1: oh good question um I've, I actually don't remember like not being behind a camera. I kind of grew up around it um, as a kid and it's always been definitely a passion and a hobby. Um, but I think my first paid shoot was when I was 18, so about a decade ago, um, and it was a wedding of all things. Like talk about high-profile. Right, that's I'm a big your job. Four, <laughs> I your just first thought it like, all right, like okay, you know. No
0: pressure,
1: pressure. but really, I'd say the last four years, my own business has really um, taken off a lot more and I've really been focusing on it in the last four years.
0: Perfect. And do you have like a niche in particular with your clients, or I know you do obviously fitness content, um, no. and some amazing fitness content at that. Oh. Um, but do you do um, you know, more broadly? Like, do you still do the weddings? Do you still do business? What kind of content are you usually shooting?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, my niche is definitely in the fitness space. It's definitely come that way because I'm I'm very um. Deep in that world myself as well. Um, mm. I'm always surrounded by, you know, people like yourself, amazing people like yourself. Um, so that's definitely a niche of mine, as well as um not only trainers in there though. You've got people who um have trained really hard and want to celebrate and capture, you know, their success and um people who just want to celebrate their body and their own achievements. Um, but I also do you know a range of other things like you know product photography um family portraits general portraits headshots landscapes you know there's a lot of things but the focus is definitely health and fitness
0: for sure and as you said within that health and fitness space there's there's a mixture of you know people that have trained really hard and and want to celebrate that as you said and then there's the coaches and then there's yeah. you know the gym component of that too and and shooting for you know brick and mortar gyms um good point yeah why, why do you think um imagery and personal branding is is so important for coaches
1: oh how long away <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: um
1: incredibly important it's so important um and A huge reason for that is it's it's all your branding, right? And we live in an increasingly digital world where people are always looking on all different platforms and people really look to those platforms to get an idea of you, for example, before, you know, wanting to come to you as a client or, or whatever that is. So People are coming to your website, they're coming to your social media platforms or wherever you are digitally, as well as seeing you in the real world. And that's another part of your personal brand for sure. But the imagery you're putting out there, the communication you're putting out there, the content you're putting out there on these platforms help people learn about you and what they're looking for. They want to know who is this person? Are they experienced? Do I trust them? Do I trust them with my goals, my body, my health, my fitness? Do I want to be around this person? Do we have the same values? Can You know, all of these things they're looking for answers for um, before they come to you as a lead, really. So it's incredibly important for lead generation um, and your growth, like the growth of your business.
0: Absolutely. And I think the other part too is just the professionalism there as well. I think really nicely um, curated imagery, both on your website and also on your other social platforms, elevates you, your business, and your brand just to a slightly different level from, you know, like your generic kind of iPhone pictures, which are an amazing way to start. And, you know, you can definitely do a lot with an iPhone and you know with the Instagram filters and all of that kind of stuff but yeah. it just takes it to that extra sort of level of professionalism which i think um treating your coaching business as a business and and assigning some degree of budget both you know monetary and time yeah. um yeah. it makes a to, to marketing and to content creation makes a massive difference when it comes to just separating yourself from, you know, such a saturated industry of coaches. Yeah. And as you said, you know, often social media or websites are the first place that, well, the first touch point that people have with you. Yeah. And so coming to a page that, you know, is really professional and professional doesn't necessarily mean um polar opposite to fun or personality void. Mm. Um, It just (laughs) just, (laughs) shows that you're like, a yeah, it shows the the level of quality that you're also going to bring to your business and to your coaching when, you know, every other aspect of your business is, you know, slightly more elevated. That's it. And ultimately people want to like trust you Mm. and you want them
1: to see you as the expert in this space. Yeah, completely.
0: Um, And so what, so we've obviously done, as I said, a couple of shoots before. And so I know, I guess, what your process is like but with a client. But for um, people that haven't necessarily done a shoot before, what do you find is like the number one question that people or clients come to you with before a shoot? really good question. Um, generally speaking,
1: yeah. the question is, it's more of a statement, really, you know, I'm a little bit nervous. Mm. And I guess the following question to that is, will you guide me through it? Are you going to look after me and, and coach me? I need, I need help is what a lot of people will say. And this comes back to what you're saying, uh, what you were saying before, which was so bang on. And that is, um, you know, for coaches, your expertise is in coaching, you know, and unless you're a bodybuilder who's done loads of shows and you've had posing practice and all of that, like, you don't just know how to, how to be like, you know, a model in front of a
0: camera. Yeah. Be
1: in front of a camera. And it can be really daunting if you're, but it's such an important step um, to capturing all that content and something you've got to you know get comfortable with and partner up with the right person who's going to make you feel comfortable um so yeah, that that would be the the main
0: question and that's definitely something that you yourself are really good at um is making people feel comfortable um in front of a camera and i suppose what how do you do that? Like, what is your sort of process? What's going through your mind when you have someone coming to you being like, Oh, I'm really nervous. Um, I've never, like, I've never done this before. I'm not a model. Um, but, but I know that I need to, to do this in order to get content, to be able to, you know, put things out there onto my socials. Yeah.
1: Oh, so I think on a human level first, it, I just really understand that. Like it, it is the reality is it can be really daunting. And so I think I just, I let people know that's really normal. Like that's okay to feel that way. And actually it's really good to feel that way. You know, it means you're out of your comfort zone and being out of your comfort zone in life is where, you know, it's where the growth happens. It's where the good stuff happens. So, you know, feel that feeling be aware of it, but also I, I ask people to trust me, just trust me. I'm going to guide you through it. And I basically pr- plan everything beforehand. So when I get there, it's all about executing the plan, but making people feel at ease, really comfortable, just having a good time and enjoying it. And that's when when you get the good shots, when people feel at ease and, and they're enjoying it.
0: Yeah. And I think, as you said, the you know, the relaxation, it's always, it's almost like ripping off a band-aid. I know (laughs) we did a shoot together the other day and I did it with myself and several of my clients. And it was sort of this celebration of, of them, their bodies, their hard work, but then also from a business perspective with myself, I can then use that as content for my socials in terms of, you know, creating um, photos of me and all of my clients together and, you know, showing oh like look at this fun environment that I create within my business but then also I can showcase them and their bodies and their work which obviously I like to think I've had something to do with um and (laughs) this is like by the way this is genius
1: (laughs) no this is this is smart beautiful business this obviously it's a gift and it was so human and thoughtful and lovely and it was awesome but Tara, that was a genius idea as well. Um, so if you're listening to this, you know, write this one down for next year's Christmas party or whatever, you know, is coming up. It was such a beautiful day and experience and such a beautiful idea of yours. Um, massive kudos to you for that yeah. one.
0: <laughs> Thank you. No, I think it was, it obviously like came from a place of, you know, at the, at the core of it, wanting to celebrate them. And it was like my version of a Christmas party, but also from a marketing perspective, it's such a great way to grow yourself and your brand awareness because not only are you then having extra content that you can post, but they then are going to most likely be posting the photos that, they've had taken tagging you and then that's essentially a referral you know when their friends and family and you know people in their world are seeing their content um that's then going to come through straight to you um but I know with them going back to the whole sort of being nervous and, and not knowing what to do thing everybody including myself when I first started doing shoots was so nervous all the time and I think As I said, it just is about sort of ripping off the band-aid with that and um, just starting. And as you said, a good photographer, I think, does give a lot of direction because you know that the person in front of you, unless they actually are a model and that's their craft, um, they're going to want that. And it does, it makes you feel so much more comfortable when you know that the person behind the camera is going to tell you if you look Silly, or if you need to <laughs> move your leg or pop your glute a little bit more, or you know, my head, up, head down, like all of that kind of stuff, it makes a massive difference as opposed to just being let loose to do your own thing and then having a look through the photos later and being like, oh no, I should have had my other leg forward, or I wish like I could have redone this if I'd seen this.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And then, you know, creating an environment where, um, you do feel comfortable. So whether that's, you know, if you are really nervous, maybe doing a shoot in a massive public setting isn't the best place to start. Doing something in a studio might be more comfortable or, you know, on a private beach or, you know, doing it with a couple of other coaches. I know a few months ago, at the start of the year for one of Kayla's AWPT um, workshops up in the Gold Coast, me and a bunch of the girls from the mentorship at the start of the year um, also organized a shoot and doing it with other coaches where everyone is there just sort of like hyping you up, you're playing yeah. music, everyone's cheering you on. It does wonders First of all, for the confidence, and you're like, oh my god, I actually am. A <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also just being in it with other people, I think, makes a big difference as well, especially on your first time.
1: Completely, completely. And um, I wish I could hire you as my like my hype girl at every shoot. <laughs> I just think you were the best.
0: <laughs> uh it's so fun though. Honestly, I think more people. Would do it if they turned it into this thing of just like a bit of a party and just have fun with it as opposed to you know taking it super super seriously. But obviously, like you do, you come to the shoot with a goal in mind and then you have a plan to execute it. I'd love to know what your process is before a shoot like, how do you plan? How do you um establish and communicate a vision with your client? Yeah, so.
1: Of course, you know, you you need to execute what it is that your client wants or that I need to execute what my client wants. So I always chat one or multiple times with clients and really understand like, what is it that you want to do? Why? What's the objective? What's the goal? What does success look like for this shoot? And also before I come up with my own like vision, I'm like, what? Because often people have something in their mind and they're seeing something. So you have to find out, like, I have to find out what that is, you know, do you have any reference photos? What do you like the look of? Do you have a a location in mind? Like, I just try and get as much information of what my clients want um, and get it out of their head. And then I often put it into a mood board. Um, Really proactive clients like yourself will actually provide (laughs) a mood board for you, which is awesome, by the way. So if you have things that you like, definitely save it as you go. Um, Even, you know, for a rainy day, you can pull it out another time. But um, yeah, visually getting clear on what the thought is, is really helpful and agreeing on that. And then I will kind of go I would always go to the location check it out make sure I really know it what the light looks like at what time if it's outdoor and then if it's a studio make sure I know you know what's there and all the gear and just know the location and then I mentally plan um the kind of shots in my head. So I think about the positions people are going to be in, wardrobe, plan the wardrobe with the client as well. And it's all kind of in my head um, and on the mood board. And then pre-shoot, I'll make sure I review all of that. So I'm really across like exactly what I'm doing.
0: And is there, apart from, I suppose, the client coming to you with you know this mood board so say I'm the client and I'm coming to you with um like this Pinterest board or um I've seen another coach on Instagram do a shoot that I really like the look of um and so I come to you with this do you find that when people come to you with like a really sort of specific idea or like an image that they sort of particularly want to get do you find that that's useful or is it better when they come with just this sort of vibe <laughs> for what of a better word um of you know this sort of like feeling that they want to capture do you do you have clients that come to you with both is do you find one is better than the other
1: yeah so it's definitely a spectrum <laughs> some people yeah. on one end you know you've got someone who um knows exactly what they want and they say yep I've got um, this is where I want to do it. This is roughly what I want it to look like. Here's some references. And we kind of go and we do that. And I obviously make it, you know, put my own spin on it and make it unique and all that. But then on the other hand, you have people who are like, hey, I want to, you know, I've been training really hard. I want to do a shoot and just celebrate this for me. I don't know anything about this. What should we do? Um, I want to hear your thoughts. And I always have my own ideas and things that I've always wanted to shoot or, you know, whatever. And that's also really cool. So I don't have um, a preference, but I think the key is being really open about I have a clear vision or I don't. And then working together to make sure you're both clear on, on what you're going to do in the end.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Cause I think as, as we've sort of said, as coaches and as personal trainers, often, so say you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh yeah, I should really get some extra content, but I have no idea yeah. what I want. Yeah. Do you have any tips of where someone in that position can start? Like, is it just heading to Pinterest? Is it getting in contact or no. with a, with a photographer or is it browsing, you know, who's sort of photographers, or whose photography services you like the look of, where would you say someone should start?
1: Very good question, Tara. <laughs> Full of good questions. So oh, all of the above. I always think if you see something you like, I'm someone who just saves things. I'm like, yep, that seems like something I want to come back to. But I really think in terms of a first step, particularly as a trainer in your business, what you need to get clear on is what do you, you know, what is, who are you as a trainer? What is your um, area of expertise, your niche, and how do you want people to engage with you and sort of see you? Um, And that's what should lead your content, you know, getting really clear on that and the objective and your business goals, and then finding the right content to achieve that. So stills is one one strong element, of course, but maybe you need, maybe, you know, if your goal is um, I don't know more about just trying to think of something that might be more um, video based, for example, like if you want to give, I don't know, more exercise demonstrations. Exactly. That's a perfect example. If you're, if you want to give, you know, exercise demonstrations um, video content would would be more, more important maybe initially of that budget you've allocated to focus on than potentially stills would be. So I think get really clear on your, your business objectives and goals and let your content support you in those goals.
0: I love that too. I love the whole getting clear on how you want to be seen as well um and yeah what you want people to think and experience when they come to your page um you know in the case of Kayla for example um the founder of AWPT her previous um personal page had a lot of um, exercise demonstrations and it was very sort of educational and knowledge-based and so people when they came to her page knew okay this person like this woman really knows her shit like she yeah. is an expert in this field yeah. and that's amazing and she's obviously like since rebranded to more sort of business coaching and so now her feed is changing to more sort of impact and sort of feeling focused and same with um, you know other coaches you come to their page and you see oh this woman's really fun this woman's all about like female empowerment and that's what you get out of training with her and so maybe you know you have a mixture of stills that is all sort of like playful or you know swimwear focus and it's all like I'm really confident but then you have video content where that person is you know, engaging with her clients and it's all sort of like you hear them behind the scenes they're like, yes, you look so good. And so you get this idea of, wow, this person is all about empowerment. And it's, as you said, getting clear on what do you want people to see and how do you want them to feel and what do you want them to experience when they come to your page? And then how can you create that through content? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I love that. I love that. How do you want to be seen? Um, thank you. So, um, we touched on it briefly at the start about creating space in your life and in your day as a creative to feel inspired. Um, do you is that something that you ever struggle with? Like, do you ever struggle to balance? I suppose the creative, artistic side of your business with the more analytical side of actually running, you know, your own business.
1: Yes uh simply that's a big yes so you actually did an episode that I listened to that was all about you you did speak a little bit about the benefits of creating space in your day and how you how you create that and how you feel that and um if you didn't hear that episode by the way great app. um you know Tara was was talking a bit about how um there is, and I've read about this as well, there is a lot of scientific evidence that supports the fact that we do need space um, and that sort of time for our brains to just think freely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not looking at a screen, not listening to anything, not um, doing anything in particular, but just letting your mind run and process and it's really good for your health and, um, and it's really good for your creativity. That's where great ideas come from. So I really understand the importance of creating space, right? And I, I love doing it. But equally, I'm one of those people that just I love to fit everything in my day to the point where I like we will get to the end of a weekend and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I need a, a, a rest, you know? So <laughs> that's something that personally like between... Working um, for Elodex, running my own business, shoot, well, that's obviously part of it, doing the shoots, um, you know, personal life, training. It's really hard. It, it's very easy, actually, to just completely fill your day and not have that time. It's a huge challenge. So I have to very, um, very, you know, carefully make sure I actually make that time. And even if it's, um, you know, making sure I don't listen to anything or look at my phone when I'm walking to the bus or when I'm, you know, going into the city um, to get to the office or or whatever that is, or some meditations, I always try and fit it in, even if it's just sort of a a light version of it.
0: But I, I totally love that because I think, you know, as people in general, but, you know, as business owners, as as coaches even, we're yeah. so stimulated all the time. Like if you're working out of a gym, you've got music going all the time, <laughs> you've got like some instructor in the corner yelling out, um, you've got other people all around you and then it's the same, you know, as a creative, you're, if you're in an office um, or you're out shooting all day and very quickly you realise, I haven't actually had a moment of silence except for when I'm going to sleep. That's it. So sometimes I find um, like something I've started doing is not listening to music when I get in my car for like the first 15 minutes of my drive home. And it can be really jarring because you don't realize just how loud the rest of the day has been prior to that. And you get in the car and it's just silence and you're just alone with your own thoughts. And you're like, (laughs) ha huh. <laughs> i can breathe that's it
1: <clears throat> that's exactly it that like exhale because mm. we're not meant to be stimulated 24/7 to the extent that we are and with technology um you know our attention is being stolen or you know competed for um everywhere everywhere we look so being really aware of that and conscious of that um And on a tech point of view, finding positive tech that doesn't steal your focus and your energy is really important.
0: Do you, um, I know you said you do sort of meditations. Is there a particular um, app that you use for that? Or do you have one of those sort of focus apps that like turns off all of your notifications? Obviously, you can do that (laughs) in like focus mode on your iPhone. But I remember back in high school, I had one of those things where it was like, if you didn't touch your phone for an hour, you grew a tree or something like that. You grew a tree? I yeah, like a little that. tree on your phone. And then if you opened your phone, the tree would die. Oh, my God.
1: Um. Wow, how bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit of all of the above. I love guided meditation. So I've used Headspace before. I really loved Headspace. At the moment, I'm using Balance. Um. But I also like, even that is a stimulation in some ways. So before a shoot, for example, I will always just do my own self-guided meditation. So I don't listen to anything, and that's also really great. But yeah, I do put my phone on—I don't even know what the thing is called anymore. But basically, it just do not disturb (laughs) mode or do not disturb. Yeah. So all my apps go gray at eight thirty at night, and then it. 6.30 in the morning, they come back again, but obviously you can just, you know, disable that if you need to um, per app. But it's just, again, about being mindful about where you're putting your time and energy and do I really need that or not?
0: And in terms of, I suppose being more intentional with your time and creating that space but also with the goal of stimulating some form of creativity yeah do you are there any kind of practices that you do deliberately to sort of get those creative juices flowing like do you find if you're in a creative rut but you're trying to sort of brainstorm for a shoot do you have like a go-to to inspire you or do you like put on music, do you go to Pinterest? What's sort of your process for being like, okay, this is my creative time, but my brain is not being creative. Yeah. Now how on. do I do it? <laughs> go creativity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how it just doesn't always work like that. Hey, when you want it to turn on. But you're right, there are definitely some hacks. So um I think nature always inspires me. So often just going for a short walk or going to the beach, something like that can help clear my mind and help me arrive back in that creative zone. If I don't have that luxury, which you don't always have, um, I guess this is where my um, saving things all the time comes in handy. So when I do have moments of inspiration, I note it down. So I my notes is full of like little quotes or little bits I've captured along the way, or I screenshot things that really inspire me or shoot ideas as they come to me. I've got lots of saved images. So I I keep creative files almost that I can go through to relight those, um, that creativity. Um, Otherwise, yeah, music, music is a great one. Or just talking to people like someone that, um, you know, if someone came to me, for example, and wanted to do, a you know a fitness shoot and for some reason I was having a mental block maybe I'd call you and say Tara help me you know you're (laughs) you know this stuff too let's talk about cool ideas so I think just thinking about what you can do in that moment
0: yeah no I love that because I know um I mean Kayla and I talked about it in that initial episode that I did on the AWPT podcast was sort of that creative rut that it's very easy to get into when you are constantly busy and you just have no time to even like breathe, let alone think, Oh, like what's a cool marketing strategy or like um, I need a, a new masterclass to do to potentially get some leads or I've run out of images, but I have no idea what I want to do next or which direction I want to go into. Um, And I think often Um, I don't know how much you're into sort of like masculine versus feminine energy and or you know creative versus logical brain and all of that kind of stuff but I think often we're very sort of like masculine focused as business owners and people that are passionate and people that are ambitious and we're constantly doing um, it's hard to then sort of back off so that you can let those more feminine energies of, you know, creativity and flow and, you know, um, passion and that kind of stuff sort of flow in. Um, so, yeah, I love all of those tips. Um, I know for me, um, Pinterest is also a really Pinterest. great place to start or just going to um, pages, you know, whether that's if you if you haven't saved anything, but you know that there are several creators that you really like. Um, going and having a look, seeing what they're doing, listening to podcasts, all of that kind of stuff. Completely.
1: Learning is always a good one. Always Mm -hmm. listening to new things, reading new things. I think the other thing to note is sometimes you just need to not think about it. Like sometimes, I mean, a lot of the time you just have to, it's like, okay, I have to come up with something now. So (laughs) off I go. But sometimes um, it's okay to not know the answer immediately or to need a bit of time to come up with something, you know, if coming up with really genius ideas was really easy, um, they wouldn't be as, as genius, would they? So I think sometimes just not being super hard on yourself and saying, you know, I'm going to have to deal with this one tomorrow. I don't have the energy today or, or I'm not in the zone. If you have that flexibility, I think sometimes also just putting it to the side and picking it up again a bit later can also help.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And as you said, it comes down to the sort of intentionality there of being like, okay, I'm coming back to this tomorrow when I have more, you know, mental capacity and creative yeah. capacity to actually like yeah. think about it or just like see what drops in over the next 24 hours (laughs) it'll
1: come to you in like you know the weirdest places like when you are letting your mind um um sort of run free like often I'll wake up and have a great idea or I'll be in the shower or on a walk or you know it comes to you in the weirdest places sometimes
0: Mm -hmm, absolutely and I think because we are so sort of because we are so stimulated all the time and you know, we're, we're following other accounts and people that are in the same industry as us, mm. it often or it gets easy to, to blur the line between like inspired by and sort of directly copying or taking, you know, content or ideas or whatnot from, from other people. I remember recently I feel like there's been a, a lot of people or a lot of coaches I've seen do more or less the exact same shoot of like this studio shoot with this sort of um, black sort of like halo lighting, which looks epic but I think because we're constantly sort of seeing similar kind of content um, and I don't know if they all have the same um photographer but I think the other way to sort of go about it is you know being inspired by taking these images as inspiration and going to a you know a different photographer and then collaborating so that you're getting multiple different ideas from um from them and from you or talking about it with you know friends or other people in the industry being like I like this premise how can I make it my own as well?
1: Very well said. Yeah, I would agree.
0: Um, But I think that is um, everything for today. Thank you so much for jumping on the AWPT podcast. I think, oh, I hope a lot of people are going to get a lot of value. From this episode, I know um, I definitely did when it comes to you know planning for a shoot, feeling more confident and comfortable around doing one. And I hope it inspired um, coaches and people listening to to do their first shoot and get in front of the camera and you know be the confident hype woman that they're always being towards other people.
1: Yeah, I would love to see everyone go for it. And and thank you so much for having me on here really appreciate it always love chatting to you and if anyone does have any questions or anything I'm really happy for you to put them in touch or or ask me their questions anytime
0: absolutely well can you let everybody know where they can find you and you're Sydney based as well so for any of our fellow Sydney coaches where can they find you how can they work with you
1: yeah of course um The easiest way would be to go to my Instagram. So my handle is Emma Plummer with two Ms, photo, Emma Plummer photo. And you can find me there um, or my website, which is also Emma Plummer photo.
0: perfect and I will have that in the show notes of this episode so if you are interested in creating some epic imagery with Emma um, I couldn't recommend her more highly Um, and you would feel super comfortable super confident um, and you will get some incredible images that you can use for both your socials for your website for any new offers that you're coming out with in 2023 Um, and yeah I hope every everybody enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't forget to like it and give us a five-star review. Um, And we will chat to you all next week. Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.